The Branding Bay Podcast is a branding, business, and lifestyle podcast powered by the Life of a Tour Branding Company. I'm your host, marketing and brand strategist, Tara Sherman, and this is a platform where real women who are really putting in the work are discussing real topics. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Branding Bay Podcast. And for this episode, we are featuring our very special guest, Ms. Abriana Ward, who is the owner of Dessa Event Planning. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk a little bit about my business and um, the journey that I've been on. Uh, in the last five years, just getting to know myself more and my business, growing that. Yes. So before I dive into my air quote interview questions, I always like to give my guests the opportunity to introduce themselves. So could you please tell the audience more about who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. Uh, like I said before, my name's Abriana, the owner and the only planner of Destiny's Planning. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I specialize mostly in planning large and small events here in the Chicagoland area. Um, so I'm really dedicated to planning parties, whether big or small, public or private. And I just really enjoy uh, seeing the outcome of, um, you know, the event. And once it's all said and done and all the hard work is over, just seeing my brides and grooms, brides and brides, grooms and grooms, whatever combination of right. uh, people just really enjoying their day and seeing that all of our hard work paid off. Yes. And so I know you said previously in audience, I don't know if y'all caught it, but um, you said the past five years and just getting to know yourself. So is that how long you've been in the event industry? Yes. Uh, so it's been about five years. Um, I started kind of doing some soul searching about five years ago. Uh, my grandfather had passed, and you know, when major people in your life pass, you start to contemplate, um, look at things different. And so I just felt like the path that I was on really wasn't something that I wanted. Mm-hmm. It was more of what other people expected me to do or to be. And um, really, it wasn't anything that brought me joy. Uh, so over the last couple of years prior to that, I had um, planned friends' weddings, their events, and uh, my own events. And one day, I was uh, helping a girlfriend with her wedding. We had It was a beautiful event. It was over. And I was on my way home from it. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> like, the light bulb went off. You know, right? And uh, prior to that, I did a month of fasting and praying, and like, like God, show me what am I supposed to be doing? I was doing it all along, but I didn't think it was something viable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were a couple people that kind of um, inspired me to kind of jump in. You, one of them, at that time, I know you were planning events, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? This is the thing that I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> so I just jumped right in and. Here we are. You know, it's always so funny to me how, like, things come to be um, because I've always known, I'm like, I want to own my own business. I want to own my own business. And I've had, like, a million different ideas. And event planning was actually the very first business that I started. But I was at, um, I was at a business conference, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing here, okay? I'm just like... I know I want to be successful, so I'm just going to keep coming to these things that <laughs> that I think could help me be more successful. And it was an exercise that we did. And I was like, event planning. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, and it kind of just hit you like, well, duh. Like, because I've, right. I've been planning baby showers and open houses and weddings. Like, before I even graduated high school. And I'm like, and it's, it's so funny how it's like stuff hits you and it's like this should have been common sense but it's like it's just stuff that we enjoy doing so we never think to like turn it into something else <laughs> right turning something that can make us the bunny and 
the same time, we're doing something that we enjoy. Yes, because, and I think if you do event planning, you really have to enjoy it because um, the events look really nice. And I don't think people realize just how much work goes into producing, like, even a small event. Oh, yeah. It's another full-time job. Like, I tell my couples all the time, you really have to dedicate so many hours in a work week outside of working your nine-to-five mm-hmm. just to plan your event. And so if you can give that to that responsibility to somebody else, why wouldn't you do it? You know? Yeah. I work 40 hours a week anyway, but I don't, because I love doing what I do, it doesn't always seem like work to me. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. So talk to me about um, what was your background prior to um, starting your event company? Uh, background, I went and got my associate's degree. I was on the track to uh, being a teacher, secondary education. Uh-huh. And um, I had went and did all the shadowing and you know, did that whole program, and I was like, oh, no, this is not for me. This is not it. <laughs> you know, I have a natural love for children. You know, I did some nannying through college and all that good stuff. But as far as taking it that far, once I got there, I said, yeah, this is not something that I know I'm, I'm not going to enjoy every day. Um, so that's when my lane started to switch and trying to figure out, okay, what do you want to do? Right. You know, because so many times I feel like, you know, we rush into things or we already, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. And that was, that was it. I didn't think about anything else. And so when I got in it and I realized this is not what I thought it would be and it's not what I want, then it's like, oh, man, like starting over, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to figure out what's my next thing, you know? Yeah. And that can be, <clears throat> talk to me about you being in a space of, okay, like I need to quote unquote, like start over. Uh, what was kind of like your oh, mental man. process during that time? It was really overwhelming because, you know, me, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Hello, <laughs> all my people pleasers. Oh, I like that. Oh, Look, I oh. needed that term. <laughs> But not now, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> so then I was really in it. So it was doing things that please other people or what they thought I should do. So once I said to myself, you know, this is not what I want, it was just like all, all these overwhelming feelings, doubt, lots of doubt. You know, mm-hmm. am I doing the right thing? Will I be successful at this? You know, fear just really trying to take over. Um, and that was a battle in itself, just the fear of failure, just fear, you know, just (laughs) coming in from all sides. So really, you know, it's just me taking it day by day and I purposely do things that make me uncomfortable. Um, and that helps me personally with, you know, the whole fear thing and confidence. So uh, it was just really overwhelming. <laughs> and sometimes it comes back and you're like, okay, you don't have a space here. You don't have a home here. You have to go. So I've gotten really great at, you know, centering myself mm-hmm. and channeling, uh, channeling that energy into my business and, you know, my life That's instead good. of letting it take over me. That is good because I know so often we – have already started careers or we've already finished um, like our undergrad or we've already gotten our degree and it's like, okay, this is the end all be all. Or if you want to have, if you want to switch careers, it does feel overwhelming. It feels like one, like, okay, did I put in all this work for no reason, you know, or am I just letting it go down the drain? So did you battle with that thought of, okay, like, I just did all this hard work <laughs> to become a teacher. Spent all this money. <laughs> Student <laughs> loans are no joke. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Great Lakes, they, they still want their payment every month. Um, you know, okay. <laughs> so am I doing the right thing? 
and you know therapy has been a godsend for me because you know like I said before just the fear the unknown self-doubt and also you know me being a, like I said a recovering people pleaser that was bleeding into my business but it wasn't serving me mm-hmm. yes the customer is mostly always right <laughs> but not to the point where it affects you know me in a bad way so uh, yeah, definitely therapy and a business coach helping me, you know, just to make sure I present my best best self mm-hmm. and that I know what I want and I'm confident in what I want. Yeah, and that's that's good. Um, like, I'm glad you touched on therapy and getting business coaching. Um, I think... I think like while it's become more of a norm, it's still really kind of like looked down upon or not necessarily looked down upon, but like a lot of people don't see the value in it. Right. Um, Can you? And I can say I was probably one of those people that didn't see Uh the value. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm not paying you a thousand. (laughs) I I completely understand because at first I'm like. I'm paying you all this money to do what, you know? Um, and that's more so towards the business coaching. At first, guys, I'm just like, at this point in my life, I'm like, I don't even know why my mom didn't have me in therapy at a young age. Like, <laughs> So I'm a strong advocate for therapy. And that came first. And I think um, with, um, you know, going to therapy, I think that helped me to, to acknowledge, like, getting help from professionals is a good thing. And I think that's how we moved into, like, getting a business coach. Because it's like, oh, it's okay to talk to somebody who knows something. Like, you don't got to know everything. Right. And to talk about yourself for an hour. Like, how often do you get to do that? Right. And I just was, I think it was the last, um, the last interview I did, we talked a lot about therapy. And I made the joke, I was like, you really paying somebody to keep your secret. Like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And I'll judge you to your face. Yeah. I know our therapists be going home like, honey, listen, I had a a patient today. And Lord, like. (laughs) So. (laughs) So my next question for you is, um, what do you feel is the most significant part of an event? I think the most significant part would be. I think that is just the vibe of the event. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know, I work, I work with mostly couples, so a lot of couples are super stressed out, and they're trying to please everybody in their life. And then the day doesn't end up being about them, it's about what yeah. so-and-so wants. Right. Um, so what I always try to focus on with my couples is, this is your day, it's about you two celebrating your love and what you want. And however that looks, I'm okay with that. And I want to help you um, basically present yourself as a couple to your family and friends. You know, at most weddings, this is the first time that a lot of people are seeing these people even together um, for a longer, long period of time. It's not on social media or, you know, a really short family gathering. You know, people get to meet each other's families and this is a great way to present yourself as Mr. and Mrs. or whoever and whoever, you mm-hmm. know. Right. To the world. So that's that's one of the most important things to me to make sure that the event that I plan is authentic to, you know, my couple. That it's them, you know. That's good. That's good. And that's really important too because um, even with like events, I don't view them as just events. I view it as time spent that, you know, you can never get back. And so oftentimes right. you will look back at an event and you may like even like, I know y'all are probably like, they really this serious about about events. Yes, we are. Um, <laughs> um, but you may look back and be like, like you regretted the way something didn't flow or the way something proceeded. You know, you just may have like little knickknacks that you was like oh i wish i could have just did that differently can you share some tips one two three um on how clients can ensure that they maximize their time during an event because you even you just said yourself you know they 
work so hard on people on you know pleasing everyone else um so what are some things that they can do to really maximize their time at an event like you know not spending time right. stressing but like i can really enjoy my time enjoy. here enjoy right and like if most people that have planned a wedding or any type of big event you spend so much time planning the event comes and goes you literally blink and it's over Mm-hmm. Um, so they go by so fast so I am like timeline queen okay I have from the time you open your eyes that day until the time you lay your head in a pillow I like to have it all planned out in between right. so for me the timeline is, is crucial because a lot of people waste time um, most people want to just get to the party so let's do everything we need to do you know, check all those boxes. Make right. grandma, mom, and so so happy. <laughs> you know, with your extra long ceremony or whatever that mm-hmm. may be. And let's get to what most couples our age at least want. It's the party and have a good time with their friends and their family. So for me, timeline is, is everything. I spend a lot of time, you know, making sure that it's dang near perfect. Mm-hmm. And building in buffer time in case something goes wrong. But yeah. something, you know, it's always bound to go a little wrong. <laughs> okay, because Murphy's Law will hit you some days. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, so, what, I know a lot of clients, sorry guys, a lot of people struggle with wanting to enlist a planner because, you know, and I think it's more so women. It's like, we're good at multitasking. We can do everything ourselves, like DIY to death, YouTube University. Um, at what point should someone enlist an event planner? Or, like, what are some signs that you should enlist an event planner as opposed to trying to do it yourself? I mean, if you're getting close to your wedding day or your event date and you are really, really behind schedule, overwhelmed, you know, People are still trying to have quality time with their family and work a full-time job. If that's just becoming all too much, you know, then it's time to hire a planner. And that looks different, you know, for everyone. You know, some people may need just a little bit of consultation of time. Maybe they need a couple hours every week mm-hmm. to check in, you know, make sure everything is being done on the checklist. And some people are like, hey, I don't want to do anything but show up. I love those couples, by the way. Okay. <laughs> I just want to show up. This is my budget. This is what I want. This is what you do. So, you know, I think a lot of people think that it's uh, too expensive to have a planner, but it's really affordable, and the peace of mind that you get mm-hmm. on the day of your event and leading up to it is priceless, really. Yes. Definitely so. I agree with that. And then... Um, can you share more about, um, like, your your approach to planning events? Like, what sets your company aside from, you know, another event planning company? I think what sets mine aside would be, it's just me. It's owned and operated by me. So I don't take on more events than I can handle. I really take on a limited number of events. Um, just to make sure that I can give each event and each couple, you know, the time that they need. A lot of people or a lot of um, vendors in the party industry or wedding industry, they're booking a lot of events. Mm -hmm. And it can get to the point where it's like the client can be just another number and you're trying to keep names straight. Mm -hmm. That's not how I want to run my business. Um, so for me, it's, you, you really get a, a lot of one-on-one time with me, whether it's via phone or email or us meeting. Um, so I like my couples to know, hey, if, if, if you're stressed and you need to vent, I got you. If you need to talk about some more logistics stuff, I got you. Like, I'm available to help you and to listen to you mm-hmm. uh, so we can make sure we have a, a great event. A lot of people, they don't listen, you know. They're more like, this is what I can do for you. This is how much it costs. Let me have a deposit. Me, I really want to get to know my couples. 
Mm-hmm. Are we even a good fit? Like, do our personalities even match? You oh, know, because most times important. I'm going to deal with you for up to a year, mm-hmm. if not more. So we have to make sure we're able to even work together and get along and that we, you know, we mesh a little bit. Right. So for me, just providing like, that type of service is, is really important to me. Yes. And, and you said something so, so important, like, are we a good fit for each other? And I know a right. lot of businesses, I was real guilty of this when I started. I would take anything. Like, I was just so oh, like, about the hustle and bustle, like, oh, you got a baby shower? Oh, you have a open house? Oh, you have this? Oh, you have this? Oh, you have this? Okay. And then we got to pull out... Um, a glamorous event on a shoestring budget or working with somebody who is it just sometimes personalities just don't mix well um right and so how do you what's your process for like vetting um vetting clients like how do you kind of gauge like okay this will be a good fit or this isn't necessarily this not gonna work out to be honest when i first started like you said i was just excited to be doing events. Um, so I learned a lot of hard lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that helped me get some discernment in regards to who to work with. And I think I always had that discernment, but the fact of one that hustle and to get more events, mm-hmm. I didn't listen to I didn't listen to myself. So what I look for I can I can mostly tell from just our email conversation. If you're already nickeling and guiding me from the jump, yeah. then I know you don't feel like my service is worth what I'm charging. And I already know I'm at the planet for you. Mm-hmm. I already know. Because I am a good, affordable price. You know, I'm not the low, I'm not the high, I'm not in the middle. So if you want that, you can find someone that can help you, but I'm not the person. Um, <laughs> so if you are already from the jump, you're negotiating with me about my packages and my pricing. Um, if we have every family member that you ever had in contact with me, then I haven't even booked you yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, what's right. going on? I can just kind of tell. And even how they speak to me, you know, I've had some people, um, that have spoken down to me or treated me like I was the help. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm here to help you, but I'm not the help. Like, I'm not a personal assistant. That's not what I am. I'm I not don't your... pick up dry cleaning and laundry. And laundry and... <laughs> no, I don't do that. So I kind of get that, that vibe. And I, I really like after I talk to him on the phone, to me in person too. Just to you know, make sure we get that that understanding and that vibe going. So definitely now I listen to myself more, and I'm okay saying you know maybe we're not a good fit for each other. Mm-hmm. Now three four years ago, no, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. But now I'm like you know what I don't think I don't think we're a good fit for each other. Let me recommend some people to you. That's good. That's good. And oh, what you said to your point. Um. <laughs> yes, event planners are not personal assistants. They're not your family's assistants. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I'm oh not my god! People from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> like no, that's what we arranged. I've seen that before too. <laughs> like I can arrange transportation, but no, I'm not. No, that's that's beyond the scope of call the Uber. <laughs> that's beyond the scope of what I'm willing to do for you. But you know. Um, yeah, so it's real interesting to see, like, when you play such an intricate role in, like, one of the biggest days of someone's life. It's funny all the things that other people will actually do, not even necessarily the client. It's like the other people that are there. Like, they don't understand what your functionality is. Um, oh, yeah. I've had a... Um I'm getting ready for intro. I'm lining up my bridal party. I'm getting everybody hyped up. We're ready to go. And the uh, bride, a bridesmaid, she said, can you hold my purse? I said, no. Um, you can go put it in the suite. <laughs> well, I, 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 I 
don't know you're not going to take nothing. I said, well, I don't hold personal items. Yeah. And she kind of looked at me, and <laughs> I didn't back down. I was like, no, I don't hold personal items. You have time to go put it up where it needs to be. You can put it somewhere. And then, like, and a, you would have thought, woo. Right. You, you, you would have thought you stole the purse. <laughs> exactly. And that's another thing, too. Like, I have to be very conscious as well because there's not many planners that are out there that look like me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my events, they don't always look like me. And the last thing that I want is to be in a situation where it's like, oh, I gave the, the purse to her. Now I'm missing this, that, and the third. No. Now listen. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing it. I tell everyone the same thing. I don't want to be, no, I don't want to be trusted with anything that's not mine. I don't want your purse, your wallet, your computer, your phone, um, no. nothing. I remember I, I was working with a client, and the reason I'm I'm so like, I used to be like more lean, like, oh, I'll just do this, or, you know, I can just do, like, no. The reason I say no now, I had a client, because um, you guys... No, I'm in marketing and branding, and I was um, sorting some files off of one of their USBs, but it was for a project that I was working on for them. And they were like, oh, you could just, like, delete everything because they didn't have any more storage. And something in my spirit was just like, you know, just back it up. And I backed the files up on my desktop, and they were real adamant about just delete everything. I asked them, like, three or four times, you sure you want this deleted? I had it in the email thread, everything. And I kid you not, two weeks later, oh, what'd you do with all the files that were on the USB drive? You, <laughs> you said delete them. And at that point, I had forgot that I backed them up. So I'm like, thank God I had like a little bit of sense, but I should have just said, no, anyway, give me a fresh file or, you know, give me a fresh USB drive. But that was my lesson. So now I'm like, no, it doesn't matter how small it seems because when somebody is ready to play the blame game, they do not care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't care how they many don't. favors I'm you really did. I'm really conscious about that too. Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> Especially okay. with these weddings and the expensive gifts. Uh-huh. Gifts they are bringing and, you know, the amount of cards that have nothing but cash and checks in it. You know, I, I give it to somebody. You know, important. We talk about that prior to the event. Who do you want these items to go to? Yeah. I will not hold them. I will not put them in my car. I will give them to this person. Whether they're sober or not, this <laughs> right. who you want to have your stuff. Yeah. I don't want no parts of it. <laughs> I'm telling you, I learned that. Um, I don't accept gifts. <laughs> oh, no. I'd accept tips though if you're listening. I do take tips. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it depends. It depends, but I it just it gets it gets finicky. But that's why it's really important to like really be in tune with who you are, um, so that you can you know be discerning and and you can be tapped into, um, like okay, the certain things sit well with in your spirit and you're able to kind of. Okay, well, maybe I won't this time, you know. So, yeah. next question. Sure. <laughs> how has being an entrepreneur, like, how do you think it's it's affected your life, your, like, your personal life? You know, I feel like my walk is, my walk is different. Um, I definitely have a lot more confidence in myself and my abilities than I had, you know, prior to starting my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always knew that I didn't want to permanently, like, punch somebody else's clock. So I'm right. working on that, you know, making sure I don't have to do that for the rest of my life. But it's definitely made me more confident. Um, I'm more verbal about what I want. I've learned the art of no. Uh, and it feels so good, too, to just say no. <laughs> Yeah, it's a complete sentence. I always would say yes. It is. It's complete. No, that's it. No. Uh, So it's really helped me to be more confident. And, of course, that translates into my uh, my marriage and my friendship. I'm just 
I feel like I'm more assertive and I just know what I want. And if it's not what I want, then I'm not doing it. Yes. Listen, okay. So it's a, it adds a fire to you when it's like, I can do this, okay? Oh, yes. And when you have a portfolio of things to show you what you are capable of, that just makes you that much more like, oh, no. <laughs> Oh, for sure. You know, I know I had my first wedding that I had out of state. Um, I had my two wonderful brides. Shout out to them. <laughs> they were still, you know, friends to this day. Um, they couldn't find anyone to do their wedding for them as a same-sex couple in Texas. No big surprise there. Right. So, I'm sad to see that. Um, I had did, <laughs> you know, I did their... Um, brother and sister's wedding and that's how they found me and it was just like jokingly like oh you need to come to Texas and I'm like yeah I'll come to Texas not knowing what I was saying <laughs> <laughs> and they took me up on that offer mm. and you know put a put a package together and present that and for someone to not bleep an eye and say yeah you're worth that and not question mm-hmm. you know what you're charging like that was just so affirming for me and even when I got down there in the rush, I was going to hide for like four days, I swear. I was just, you know, in heaven. Uh, it was just really affirming. And when it was over, I cried. Mm-hmm. Like a big baby. You know, I called my mama and I'm just like, Mom. she's like, what's wrong? You okay? I'm so happy. I did it. She's ready to come you know? to Texas. <laughs> she's ready to come get me. You know, so it's just like, I planted from up here in Chicago. I only went down there once and then one more time for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And it went off perfectly. And so I knew then, like, girl, you can do whatever you put your mind to. All right. That's you amazing. It, you know. So that's what I just, I always try to remember that feeling that I had and just, you know, put it everywhere else in my life. That's amazing. That's truly amazing. Um, and... Before we close, if you could give um, any piece of advice to an aspiring business owner, a business owner who, or I won't even say a business owner, a, a woman prof- a professional, um, someone who may feel stuck in their career, um, someone who needs a fire lit under them, what advice would you give to these people, to these women? You know what I would say is, like, nobody's coming to save you. It's you. Seriously. You have to figure out where you want to go, who you want to be, and do some really, some really uh, deep soul searching. It's messy. It's uncomfortable as hell. Mm-hmm. But it has to be done to get to where you want to be. And, you know, being someone that, I, that was stuck. Um, like you said before, it's okay to ask for help. I had to ask for help. I had to ask, you know, not only just my husband, but seek help from somebody to help me sort my feelings out and, and figure out what I need to do to be a better me. So you have to take that first step. You know what that first step is. You know, whatever it looks like for each person is different. Mm-hmm. But you really just have to put yourself out there and just jump. It's scary as hell. <laughs> it's so scary. But if you have the right circle and the right people around you, they, they'll catch you if you fall. They're going to pick you up, dust you back off, and we're going to jump again. And we're going to keep jumping until we land that. So just do it. That's the, that's the thing I say. Just do it, you know. Thanks. I wasted a lot of time being scared and fearful. You know, no more. It's time. I just turned 30. It's time to, you know. Oh, my gosh. I was like, listen, first of all, that was good advice. That was perfect (laughs) advice. Secondly, yes, when I hit 30, I was like, I really had to map out, okay, what have I done? Because a lot of times, I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. And I was like, and I got, I started getting excited about 30, like, because I realized, like, I did everything I wanted to do in my 20s. (laughs) I made all the stupid mistakes. 
And I was like, okay. As we all, yeah, all of us, you know. Okay. It's like you want to map out your next decade. Like, no lie, 20s went by fast. So, yeah. 30s will be no different. Uh, so, you know, just map out that next decade, whatever it is, five-year plan, two-year plan, some type of plan. And so, for me, turning 30, it was like, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let fear rule your life. I'm taking swimming lessons. I'm taking pole classes. I'm doing all the things mm-hmm. <laughs> that I want to do. And those things, they make me uncomfortable at first, but it's, it's just making me a better me. That's amazing. You know? yes. so. I love to hear stuff like that. Like, like women just finding their footing and their voices and asserting themselves. And it's like, Girl, I just be want to do a cartwheel every time I hear a woman say that because yes. it's so easy for us to get kind of like lost in the shuffle. And yeah, and lost in everybody else. Yes. Can you tell us or talk about a situation where um, there was something you really wanted, a goal, um, it could be personal, professional, something that you were really trying to achieve? Um, and it wasn't going the way you wanted it to go or the way or the way that you thought it should go. Can you talk to us about how you first tell us what it was and how you handled it to um, gain success? That's not like a real interview you know, question, too. I would too. say, <laughs> it's really like, ooh, okay. Like you giving me a job after this? <laughs> Pissed off, 
know, so it's like, okay, what are we gonna do about it? So. <laughs> hey, it was this meme. I'm sorry to interrupt. It was this meme. It's like, so are you gonna cry? Are you gonna boss up? And it's like, well, first of right. all, I'm gonna do both. <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to do both, which is what I did. I'm going to cry right now. We're going to boss up. Right. <laughs> That's the point that I was at. Like, okay, how much of a, more of a pity party are you going to have mm-hmm. for yourself? Give yourself, you know, and now, even now, like, I give myself a couple days, and that's it. It's over. It's done. It's time to move on. Yeah. You know, not to sit in it. But that is one. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, oh, no problem. Two, it's not even a two, it's just like, um, because I have PCOS as well, and mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, it's like the older I get, the more, um, I guess when I was younger, I kind of just didn't really pay, I'm not going to say kind of y'all, let me, let me be candid, I was not in tune with my health at all when I was younger, right. um, right. and so... You know, when you get older, your body changes, so you start to feel stuff a little bit more. <laughs> like, so, oh yeah, you get too Let old. Me right now. <laughs> and so, um, like, even with uh, me having my son, it was such a challenge. And then, like, every day of my pregnancy, I was so happy and so scared at the same time. Like, am I gonna go to cut? You know, am I gonna carry the term? And I just was like. Your anxiety just through the roof. And so, um, so yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It is. Um, and I think as black women, we don't really talk a lot about our reproductive issues uh-huh. either. So then you really don't know who else is like, you know, going through it or having issues. Uh, you don't see it talked yeah. about much. So. You know, when I'm in the mood, I'll talk about it and share. Right. You know, sometimes you don't want to share that most, you know, it's a really personal journey that, you know, you take with that. So, yeah, yeah it's hard. And, you know, more of us are affected by it than people realize. Yeah, and I think um, I was just really grateful. Um, not grateful, Lord. Um, but my, so I worded that all wrong, but. My sister has PCOS too, which mm-hmm. like I never knew. Like, and we're we're like, this is how much I feel. Black women don't speak about their health. Like my sisters and I Y'all are like closer than peanut butter and jelly. Uh- <laughs> yes, and so like I knew, you know, that she had had you know a miscarriage or multiple miscarriages, mm-hmm. but and I think maybe too I was just kind of too young and out of tune. Like okay, like you know. You don't really, but I was the type just moving too fast. I wasn't really thinking much about things that didn't directly impact me. Um, And so as I got older and started to have those same experiences, it was like she was kind of able to like kind of hold my hand and walk me through it. Because I'm like, because I wouldn't know which way was up, down, left or right (laughs) without her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, but like even like my mom had, reproductive issues i mean she has four children but she had a hard time in the delivery room each time um so she's had three c-sections um she's had a hysterectomy she's had ovarian cancer um and so it's just a lot that we don't talk about because like i didn't even know that all that about her until i got older and started asking questions like you just get curious at you know like okay this is going on with me is this going on with you too? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, and you start to ask questions. So I guess just speaking on black women's health, you don't have to share more than you don't, you know, than you want to. Um, what advice would you give for women with PCOS or women who have experienced what you have? And I know, um, we've talked about, you know, tips for entrepreneurs, but like, I feel like it, it's a little different too in your personal life when you go through struggles. So, like, what advice would you give these women? You know, one thing that you know with my journey, it's like my re- reproductive health. Um, I started having issues in my teenage years, you know, and mm-hmm. the solution was um, 
Okay, birth control. Uh, you know, right. it was. I think I was 15 years old, and I hadn't had a cycle for like four months. And the older guy, she asked me, are you pregnant? I said, no. He made my mom leave the room and ask me again. I said, no. I'm not even having sex. No, I'm not. Like, no. And so the solution was like, okay, you just a regular, put you on birth control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I got into my early 20s and I started having issues, you know, I was in pain. Um, I was just uncomfortable. It didn't feel normal to me. Mm-hmm. But everybody kept telling me it was normal. And so as time went along, and I'm like, you know what? No, this is not normal. And I was, I was switching doctors. I would keep going because I knew that something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Like something wasn't wrong. And finally, you know, the race of God, I briefly worked in the ob office. And I was able to speak to one of the doctors and let her know, like, I'm having pain. Like, something is not right. I need you to order me an ultrasound. <laughs> you know, I need this and that because I worked there and I knew uh-huh. what other women had had. So I'm like, I need this, this, and that order for me. Can you help me? And she did. She was one of the first people that actually, like, took the time to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, and we had, you know, the ultrasound that my sister's huge. It's huge. It had engulfed my entire ovary. And it was what they refer to as a dermoid set. So it had hair in it. It was like, it was causing me so much pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. And all the efforts that we were making to have a child, it, it wasn't working because of that. So I'm saying all this to say, like, listen to your body. You know something is wrong. And I don't care what they tell you in that office. No, you keep on them. You don't let up. Because at the end of the day, you could be fighting for your life. Mm-hmm. And there, a lot of providers will only do the bare minimum. They don't take women of color seriously. We already know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't take Serena seriously. So right. this girl here from Saginaw, Michigan, you think they're going to listen to me? No. For real. Go ahead. Yeah. Seriously, they're like, where's that now? So, yeah, they're not listening to me. So, <laughs> just stay on it. And it was hard, and it was terrible. But at the end of it, even though, you know, I lost an ovary in the recovery room, I cried because finally somebody listened to me. And, you know, I knew something wasn't right. So, really just be an advocate for yourself. Hmm. You have to be. If you don't know, or you don't have the words, you know, seek somebody out to help you, whether it's a girlfriend or a mother. A lot of us in the African-American community um, have been taught that you don't question health care officials or, or doctors or nurses. No, forget that. Mm-hmm. Question everything. Question everything and just continue to be an advocate for yourself. Because you know your body more than they do. Yes, that is good. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're about five minutes on a little rant there. Girl, no, you got me up here. I'm trying not to be emotional on the mic. No, I really am trying not to be emotional. I'm a cry baby. I'm a cry baby. Sagittarius over here. I will cry right now. Listen, but I really do, like, all jokes aside, I play a lot. I joke a lot. Um, But I really do want to say thank you for not only sharing about your business, but opening up and sharing more about you and, and a real struggle that people face, you know? And a lot of times we hold stuff in and we suffer in silence. And that is something that I'm just like working really hard to stop women from doing. We don't have to suffer in silence. We don't have to suffer in isolation. And I think by you sharing your story, um, and then that's like even, um, something that you and I both have, have in common, you know, having lost right. an ovary, but, you know, as far as us both having a struggle with PCOS and having different different journeys with it, um, mm-hmm. I'm really just hoping that, you know, for someone who has gone, you know, who has gone through the same surgery that you have, who, who has a similar um, battle with it that you have, I hope that they just, you know, really find a light at the end of the tunnel in you being able to share your story. And I hope it frees them from feeling like, you know, they have to hold it in too. So. It's so, it's so good to 
let it out. Just let it out, sis. Just let it out. Yes, just, you know, and let the chips fall where they may. Yes. I tell everybody, like, you don't have to tell your business, but transparency is like a freedom. It's like, this is what's happening. I got it off my chest. My anxiety is lower because now I know it's not just me. It's us. Um, like, I don't have to put up a front and pretend like everything is great when it's not. It's okay mm-hmm. if everything is not great. Yeah. That's life. You know? Yes. I'm still over here snapping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, before we go, can you share your social media handles, website, projects? Um, how can my audience get plugged into you and into your business? Yeah. I need more followers, okay? <laughs> engage followers. If you are going to engage, please follow me. <laughs> Keyword engagement. Uh, no. <laughs> please, a like, a thumbs up, something. Um, <laughs> so my Instagram is. I try to keep it real simple. It's Dessa Event Planning. That's it. That's my ID. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is DessaEventPlanning.com. And if you want to email me, if you want me then, I, I keep it easy again. Info, get some info at DessaEventPlanning.com. Yes, and I will have all of her information linked in the episode notes. Um, make sure you plug in and don't just like and follow. I mean, don't just follow and add and, you know, comment, like, talk to us. We talk back. No. Yes. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I really, like I said, I'm going to say thank you 50 times, but I really do appreciate you um, being a guest and taking time out to speak with us. Um, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Yeah. Not physically. I wish I was in Atlanta. It's cold up here, but <laughs> I'm happy to be on this podcast. <laughs> yes. And so, guys, um, before I close, I did a thing today, guys. I... Went and signed a lease on my very first office space. So, oh, I was so excited. And so, yeah. I didn't even gonna say scared. My anxiety is like at a 10. Um, but it's going to be, I'm going to be converting it into a creative studio. So, I'll be sharing more details as, you know, we get it up and running. Um, so, super excited looking at launching the very beginning of May. So, yeah, I did a thing, y'all. I did a, a, a really big yeah. thing. So, um, that's a way to start 2020. Okay, good. listen, I've been freaked out all day. Like, I really just did this. I really did. <laughs> you did it. Ooh. Did I do this? Am I dreaming? <laughs> <laughs> Pinch me out. No. Oh. <laughs> no, but that is awesome. thank that you. Is awesome. Thank you. So, I just wanted to share that news with you guys. Um, make sure you get plugged in to um, LIC Branding Co. on Instagram. There'll be more details. Um, if you go to LICBrandingCo.com, get on the mailing list. You'll be the first to know about the launch of the space. Um, and thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast, for continuing to tune in. And until next time, guys. <laughs>